Hello, everyone. My name is Marcus Dunn, and welcome to Pitch Black Radio, a podcast that pretty much talks about anything and all things supernatural. Um, this is our first uh, airing, we would say, this evening. Um, and what we're really going to look at and discuss uh, today is skinwalkers. You know, skinwalkers uh, here in the last few years have prompted a lot of things, especially on like the Discovery Channel and the History Channel, investigating the skinwalkers out in the Midwest. Um, you know, anywhere from northern Texas, Arizona, Utah, New Mexico, and hot and heavy in New Mexico. Um, you know, it's a Navajo, it's a Navajo culture. You know, skinwalker <clears throat> is a type of harmful witch has the ability to turn or possess uh, into an animal or another human being. They also reach out make cries, terrifying noises, uh, to reach out to, uh, to, to try to draw you in, then use you as their victim, essentially. Um, you know, some folks say that's a, you know, it's a wives tale in Navajo tradition to keep kids basically at home. Um, you know, it translates to the meaning that it goes on all fours. While perhaps the most common variety, uh, is also, you know, in, in horror fiction, um, by non Navajo people, i.e. the show Supernatural, um, you know, there's just several variables and, and varieties of skinwalkers in the Navajo culture. Um, Navajo witches, including skinwalkers, represent the, the thesis of the Navajo culture um, values. While communicating healers and cultural workers are known as medicine men or women. Um, so did they do it as a scare, as a ploy? You know, you really don't know. Um, personally, my opinion, I, I don't think it's a real thing. Um, I, I don't think that's something that exists in, in the paranormal or spiritual world. Um, but it's very intriguing still. Nonetheless, uh, there's very many shows out there about it. As I said, you know, history discovery, uh, travel channel, there's so many investigations that go towards this, this skin walker, this, this creature that walks on all fours, you know, you, you see TikTok videos of a dog, you know, walking behind a tree. And then all of a sudden you see a human come out from behind the tree. <clears throat> so what, what would that be? Is, is it, is it supernatural or is it just a ploy or a hoax? Um, it, there's so many variables to it. And, you know, you look at the, the things that are out there that push towards this skin walker existence, example, skin walker ranch. You know, you're talking about a 500-acre farm in northern Utah. Um, the whole area has, you know, you know, of er, there. There's eras of you know Spanish missionaries swirled with rumors um, going on, you know, about UFOs. That you know, a skinwalker isn't really a skinwalker in Navajo tradition. It's an alien, right? Um, do they use that? I don't know how you want to say it, that that thought of a skinwalker as a way to make money, a ploy uh, for people to be interested. You know, I just really don't know. Um, a lot of folks say on this skinwalker ranch that they do see strange things. They see strange lights. They, they hear odd bumps in the night. You know, you're talking 500 acres in the middle of Utah, well, northern Utah, you're going to hear things. You're going to see things. Your eyes are going to play tricks on you. There's not enough evidence or enough, not enough people that come forward. That's creditable that say, yes, I saw, i.e. a skinwalker. But you know, my take on it is it falls back to the Navajo tradition. 
that this creature was developed in the mind of these cultural people to put fear into their children to keep them safe. Now, how far of an extent would that have gone spiritually, whether through witchcraft, through possession, would they go? Would they take somebody, cause them bodily harm to essentially make them feel or act like a so-called skinwalker? I personally think that it still falls just as a tradition, as I said, to to make people feel frightened. Um, there's so many traditions in Navajo culture, really in Native American culture, period. You know, there's books upon books that dig deep into these lores, if you could call it. So then when you dig into the investigating work of people that's you know, been going into this and still believe that these skinwalkers or four-legged creatures actually exist. They discover cattle in, you know, the Midwest area, particularly around northern New Mexico. Uh, they found several bovine corpses uh, stunned. The researchers just had no idea. They would find the animals with their ears, eyes, udders, anuses, sex organs, and tongues had routinely been removed. Now, it's also, it's just very, it's very interesting that it's the same thing that they're finding on these cattle, I don't know what you want, deaths, that it's the same synopsis every time, right? You know, the ears, the eyes, the udder, always missing. So, could it potentially be a skinwalker that, that we're just saying that, well, this is what's happening, so it's, by God, got to be a skinwalker. Or could it be just somebody playing a bad joke? They say between April and October of 75 that nearly 200 cases of cattle mutilation was reported in just the state of Colorado alone. Far from being from mere tabloid fonder, it has become a national recognized issue. That year, the Colorado Associate Press voted in the state's number one story Colorado then-Senator Floyd Haskell asked the FBI to get involved. Through the 70s, the cases continued to mount throughout the American heartland. In 79, after thousands of reported cattle mutilations caused millions of dollars of livestock losses, which falls back to the Livestock Bureau, the FBI initially opened an investigation into the series of cases that had reportedly taken place on and around New Mexico Indian lands. Pressure came in part from a heated public synopsis on the subject that has been convened by the state science-minded U.S. Senator Harris Schmidt, who had a Ph.D. in geologic, geologic, <laughs> geology from Harvard and had walked, to, walked on the moon back on the Apollo 17 space missions. Ultimately, the FBI poured cold water on the idea that something strange was afoot. January 15, 1980, the FBI closed the investigation, putting out a statement saying that none of the reported cases has involved what appeared to be mutilations by other than common predators, even though the mutilations were the same in several different states. 
Of course, locals disagree immediately. A gentleman from Denver, George A. Yarnell, said, I've been around cattle all my life. I can sure tell whether it's been done by a coyote or a sharp instrument. Mysterious livestock mutilations weren't confined to the 70s or to the United States alone. Similar cases involving sheep, cows, horses have been reported as far back as the early 17th century and as recently as 2019. The 70s cases, however, brought the most widespread attention. Broadly speaking, the debate about cattle mutilation falls into two camps. Those who see the mutilation as unexpected phenomenons and those who see them as normal cattle deaths. Repackaged as something mysterious or paranormal. This information is from history. It's very intriguing to think that the FBI, along with the Federal Farm Bureau, just kind of just washed their hands of this and just said, you know what? It's just shit happens, right? You just deal with it. Sorry, guys. Here's your insurance money. Buy yourself some new cattle. Deal with it. What is the FBI hiding? As I said, I don't think skinwalkers truly exist, but I think there is something out there that is causing or caused these mutilations. Could it be another creature that's investigating or looking into you know, what our Earth has to offer, i.e. extraterrestrial beings? Or, again, could it just be somebody just playing a sick joke? We don't really know. We, we don't really have any kind of ideas because there's no true proof or nothing that's been seen to the naked eye or caught, you know, but I still think there's something out there that's causing these issues and, and, and it's causing this horrific <laughs> massacre of livestock in the Midwest. And how much of this that still happens to today that just gets kind of shoved underneath the table because money talks, bullshit walks, right? The Federal Farm, Bureau, Federal Farm Bureau comes out, investigates, which you know is a federal program along with the FBI. And the FBI just says, listen, how much livestock was it? Oh, my God, it was $20,000 worth of livestock. Okay, well, here's you a check for $30,000. Don't worry about it. Get yourself some new cattle. You'll be ready to go for next season. And it's so odd that, you know, a farmer can go out and set in a field, be a shepherd to his livestock, see a coyote, see a wolf, see a bear, whatever, and defend it and protect their livestock, right? But why is it that randomly these massive herd hordes of cattle are slaughtered? And mind you, you're talking not just 10 to a dozen cows. You're talking upon thousands of cattle that's getting mutilated. Just in a, almost feels like a snap in a finger because it's, it's, it's overnight. You know, a, a farmer in the Midwest is owning thousands of acres, right? There's no way that they could stand point and constantly be on top of, of their livestock. So there's something, not someone, that's causing this to happen. I don't think it's some government conspiracy. I don't think it's some government cover-up. I just feel that there's some other being that is out there that's causing this to happen. When you investigate this online, Google, Bing, whichever, when you research this, there's so many stories of slaughtered cattle. 
and none of the stories that I saw was less than a hundred cattle. Yeah, another story here that I'm looking at is you know on NPR News. You know, in the early morning light, dust from hooves created a fog in the Silva's Valley Ranch in remote eastern Oregon. Oregon, okay, we're talking northwest. Cowboys whistle and talk low to eager herding dogs. They're moving the cattle from one vast sage studded range to another. And when the Cowboys, mind you, again, you're talking thousands of cattle were moving, right? As they're kind of moving up and moving on, they're finding some dead cattle. You know, some guys are thinking, okay, disease, sickness, coyotes, bears, wolves, whatever. But upon when they're looking at it, it's an eerie scene because they said it's like they come up to the cattle, they're dead. There's no blood. There's no bloody mess. There's no bludgeoncy. There's no... Their organs were removed. Eyes, ears, udders, as we talked about, right? And there's no blood. Now, how's that even possible? Any kind of wild creature, any type of wild animal doing something like that, there's going to be obviously a mess, right? Coming up upon one of the dead bulls that they had, you know, in the field, they said, you know, the forest was still warm. It, It was still apart from, you know, it was falling apart from Raven's repeated clawing at it. But the bull looked like it was a giant deflated plush toy. He said it smelled weirdly, not like death, but almost of acid. Which is, you know, what does acid smell like? Are we talking like battery acid? You know, what is that smell this guy's referring to? Weirdly, there was no signs of buzzards, coyotes, other than just a few scavengers. He just, they said it was very interesting. And upon further investigation, he discovered that its organs were missing. Now, how does that happen without any kind of mutilation? We're not going to dig too much more into this, being that it's our first show. But I thought it was an interesting take on skinwalkers and how far out in left field that subject goes. Again, think what you will. I believe that skinwalkers don't truly exist. I think it's just a Navajo tradition, lore, to keep their children safe, as I discussed earlier. I think there's something more to it and something deeper. This show is very short. This is my first podcast uh, that I've done. Um, I appreciate you guys listening, and I appreciate the interest. Uh, There's so much to discuss in the paranormal world, the supernatural world, if we would call it. My name is Marcus Dunn, and this is Pitch Black Radio.